Welcome to Reimagine with Renata. I am, as always, excited to be here. And as you can see, I have the most beautiful woman in the world with me, uh, my good friend, Landa. Hi, Landa. Hi. I'm so excited for us to finally have this conversation. It's been a long time coming. But as you guys know, uh, Reimagining with me is about just thinking about life from a different perspective and thinking of ways to not just upgrade but to always uh, to also up your self-love and self-care and being able to support yourself obviously we all know the past two to three years have been uh, quite a time <laughs> to be alive um, but we are alive and we are survivors but we get to thrive and so today I want to talk with Landa about what we're doing as women thriving during this time. I have not been as transparent about my age, but I am a woman over 40. And Landa could choose to tell you her age <laughs> if she wants to. I leave it to her. But uh, Landa supported me during uh, the most difficult time for everyone in the world. Um, she was my coach. And first of all, to sign up to be someone's coach when the world is shutting down is uh, courageous AF because everyone's trying to figure out their life and like what it looks like, what is about to happen and and be so uncertain and to step in and say like I want to be able to support you during this time and to help you be a better you um, is amazing so I still cannot thank you enough for it. Um, it's blessed me tremendously and I appreciate you so much. I love you forever. Thank you so much. But Landa is not just a coach. She is an amazing woman. She is a master manifester. <laughs> get you one. Okay. Be one, but also get you one. Um, and she makes the most amazing flan ever. Literally, people fight over her flan. So if you get the chance to order you some of Landa's flan, Get do get you some. Do some but tell us Landa more about you what you want everyone to know who you are um I don't want to tell it for you you could tell it better than me I too am a woman over 40 well fine um I am an executive assistant by day and I am also I am the owner of Flanda, Flanda, Flanda Inc., my, my flan business I also coach I also coach and mentor young ladies like yourself, which has been the most fulfilling experience I've ever had. I did not expect for it to be the way it was. Mm. I received so much from you. I, I, got, I got my life coaching you. Oh my God. And the beauty of coaching someone like you, what's, what's, what's really amazing too is the way they pick who you get to coach. And the fact that you were picked for me, mm. I really felt like I got the prize. You know, like I was like, I got you the see? best. Because you, you know, we, tell, we joke about this all the time. You're my mirror. Mm. And that's where the growth as a coach comes in because as I would coach you through things, I would realize, well, where is this also happening in my life? Mm. And it also allowed me the space to go places that I probably wasn't willing to go myself because yeah. you can only go as deep with your coachee as you're willing to go with yourself. Mm. 
I could not really truly be that coach for you if I wasn't really willing to look at these things in myself also. Yeah. And we did the Bible plan together, read the Bible for three months. She was like, I'm reading it. And every day we were reading it. And it's just like to be in a time where life is so uncertain and Honestly, you you think you know people until you're forced to be in quarantine with them. <laughs> and so you're really learning about them. So to choose to be in connection with someone at a time where it's like everybody stay at home and be off to yourself or are fed up with the people they are quarantined with is just like there's something special about that also. Yeah, I wasn't sure I was just like do I want to do this and it was odd because it was the very beginning of when everything went virtual mm. and I had done the program before as a coach I've done the program myself and then I've done it before as a coach but in person and I couldn't imagine what this experience would be like virtually yeah. and I'm a big Prince fan my favorite a big prince. is not the word <laughs> she is point. Prince's only fan okay um, Prince has no other fans my favorite Prince quote is life is death without adventure and adventure only comes mm. to those who are courageous and willing to take chances yeah and it was just like how do we do this remote yeah and I'm I live by that quote and I'm like okay we're just gonna take a chance and see yeah. how it pans out and it I got you so if I had said no, oh, this will never work out virtually or whatever, yeah. if I wasn't open in that sense. Being open. I, I would have never, I would have never had you. You've been such, you've been such an enrichment to my life. So I'm just like, mm. wow, if I had said no, how different would my life have been? Mm. Yeah, that, that was powerful. And I joke and kid and we can mush over each other all day because, um, it was not just about the coaching, but it was about the self-discovery and the self-love that came out of that time for myself and for you. Mm -hmm. And obviously, those of you who know me know, uh, outside of Reimagine with Renata, and also within, I run a self-care brand, wellness brand that focuses on self-care essentials to help you elevate your life your skin body your scrub style is everything i am still in awe this all guy because if you told me 10 years ago 20 years ago that i'd have a, a skincare line a self-care brand like what but clearly god is the master of all things so in that right like promoting self-care and self-love it's like renata you you have to embody that. You have to be that. And not just because you want to sell these products, but because that's what makes it good. Like the products I create are not just like me whipping it up in a kitchen. It's me pouring all the joy and love and peace and everything that I want people to experience when they have it into these products. And it's like, well, where's that in your life? Because if you pour in... <laughs> If you're pouring, um, you need to be replenished somehow. And so Landa during this time helped me to understand myself as a woman and who, what I bring to the table, right? I'm creative. I, I've 
have so many talents. I've done so much in my life, right? But how do I see me? There's how others see me, and then there's how I see me, how you see you. So, like, talk about... I don't know if you want to go as far back as your revelation for yourself, but like what it takes for you to pour into someone to allow them to see themselves and love themselves, because that seems so difficult at a time where people were so stressed and so like lost and uncertain. So it's deep, but it's powerful. I think it always depends on the person, right? We've we, you had different types of coaches on the team. Mm -hmm. I think for me, and I think what worked for me is that if I commit to something, even if it's challenging, because mm -hmm. there were some things about myself that I might not have been ready to explore, mm -hmm. and I didn't know what, I didn't know, I never met you before, before mm -hmm. that, before that session. And I didn't know what were the things that you wanted to work on. And maybe you might have wanted to work on things that I wasn't really ready to delve into. Mm. Um, but in commitment, and and this is where the self-love dynamic comes in, everybody is you pushed out. And you, being assigned to me, were holding up a mirror to me. Mm. And I had to look at myself mm. in order to really be able to work with you. Mm. And that's what I mean by you can only go as deep with your coachee as you're willing to go with yourself. And I think my magic formula for why I have the results and the relationships I have with my coachees is just that. Mm. I get in there with you. Mm. You didn't have to read. Mm. I didn't just check off okay, how many chapters did you read. I'm going to read it with you. Yeah. We're going to read this. We're going to talk about this together. Yeah. We're, we're going to do this together. Okay. We, we're going to we're gonna get YouTubers up. Okay. We're, you know what? I'm going to start up my channel too. I'm going to get my YouTubers up too. And I think it just, it, it creates a partnership mm. as opposed to a coach and a client. Right. It's more like Christ, the reason why Christ was the master teacher is because he was able to meet everyone where they were. Mm. If you were a carpenter, he told parables of carpentry. If you were a fisherman, he told parables of being a fisherman. Mm. He knew, and that's what it was, is I had to meet you where yeah. you were. Which, it, that woo, that's a whole other show in itself because we're talking about self-love and self-care, and it's important and then there's the time after that where you become a, like Lanza a little more selfless and willing to step into a different realm to support someone else. Um, and so we may we may get there, but I think as far as like what we went through and the time that we went through, the thing that stuck out most for me was stepping into this level of femininity. Mm. Um, and we'll talk about love and relationships. I know you guys love to know <laughs> my perspective on love and relationship. Um, but this, uh, this round was not new to me because I had been there before, but I had locked it away, right? And I think part of me locking it away was, one, about trauma, two, about, like, my... Christian walk and what I had been taught 
a Christian woman should look like, how she should carry herself, and kind of like putting that sexy away. And I know the internet has told you guys that sexy is naked. <laughs> sexy is not sexy is not naked. It can be, but you don't have to be naked to be sexy. Um, but locking that side of you up so you are not attracting and alluring and perhaps tempting, right? People are drawn by their own lust. So that's another conversation, right? Oh. We open this door to like, this level of femininity that was like breathtaking and free, freeing. Um, what was what what was your experience like during that time with me and like stepping into that? Again, you held up a mirror to me, and you know I always I always refer. I, and when I saw you, I was just like, "Wow, she's strikingly beautiful." And not only were you physically beautiful, but like after our first interaction and conversation, I'm mm -hmm. like, wow, she's just stunning in every single way. Mm -hmm. Yet you were about that grind living. <laughs> and Ooh. you were grinding. You even <laughs> and I'm just like, whoa, like did like like chill. Like you know, it doesn't have to be that hard. Mm. Um, Soft life. Yeah. It was just I'm just like, you're too beautiful to be grinding like you should be like Oshun by the river like fanning herself with a peacock like gliding down the river like Cleopatra and just like having and that's the thing when we talk about divine feminine mm -hmm. you become a magnet as opposed to a chaser mm. that grind life is about chasing the money uh, no days off no it's that rough life Whereas, again, for lack of a better word, the true magic is in laying back and receiving and attracting and magnetizing things to you. Because that's, as women, what we were created, how we were yeah. formed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you think about it, you know, when you think about why, why are women beautiful? Why, why are men visual? Why, you know, when you look at it, it's the creation. It was mm -hmm. how it was meant to be. I could, during that time, kept thinking back to times where, like, how much, how different could that have been had you had this perspective of, like, living this soft life and, like, things not having to be so hard? And what steps I'm going to take moving forward to, like, not be so hard and to like true softness because it's a choice it really is a choice it, it, it is a choice and i think we all so, sometimes we hit a wall mm. you know you're grinding out and you're exhausted and you're just like and you just run down and it's just like why does it have to be why is everything an uphill battle why does it have to be so hard you know like lauren hill said it could all be so simple it could and all be so simple. it really and it really can be that simple. I think we overcomplicate things. I think that women trying to, you know, we're in this age of femininity and we're competing with men. And I'm in corporate America and I see, you know, there are executives and they're in rooms with other senior male executives and you have to really put on that alpha bravado because otherwise you can't be all soft and mushy otherwise they'll stomp all over you 
how do you how do you balance that? Because you still have to be true to yourself. Right. And women who are going against that, I, I just don't feel like they're really getting the results that they want. Whereas when you're see, when you're in resistance to something, you're just creating more resistance. But if you're being in it and you're being like I, I can't imagine I can't imagine Cleopatra having a rough day. Like when I think about Cleopatra, people went to war on her behalf. She was like, Mark, go, 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 go get that country over there for me. He was like, got it, you know, and he just up and she didn't have to beg and cry and kick and scream. She was just like, Yeah, I just I wanna take over that. Goals. Yeah. And it and I think it's when you become ever so comfortable in that divine femininity. There's the heart and there's the mind. And they have actually discovered that the heart is like the second brain. Mm-hmm. And they've actually conducted studies where they could see that the heart actually gives off like certain signals, neurons, same way the brain has. And I think we've gotten, our culture is that everything has to be logical and you think with your mind first, but your mind will actually mess you up. I saw a meme the other day that I cannot stop laughing at. Every time I think about it is that they said that someone said God is soft launching hell (laughs) because the world is so crazy. And to your point, it's because we're all moving with the mind and it's clear. And when you think about it, your heart never goes crazy. Your mind is what goes crazy. The heart always knows. The heart always, if you lead with your heart, that's why there's the expression, follow your heart. Um, the heart is your gut. The heart is what tells you something's not quite right or something mm-hmm. is for you. Um, and sometimes we have to bypass the mind because the mind will try to create logic where really like spectacular things don't really happen within the realm of logic. Mm-hmm. It's all about your faith. Yeah. Spectacular things don't happen within the realm of logic. You know, like really, we can create a lot of things in logic. Yes. But think about it. Somebody created a plane and was willing to get on a plane and leave the ground and fly that sucker. So a first first person had to do that. Like logically, I I guess they had the math to know that it could stay in the air. But Mm -hmm. your mind must have been like, I'm about I'm not a bird. I'm about to get in this plane and fly. So you had to whoever it was had to really follow the heart. Like this plane will stay in the air. Right. And will get me to my destination safely. But that was a leap. Yeah. What would you say as it pertains to self-love and love and relationship? Okay. How does that play a role? Because I asked this because a lot of people get into this self-care, self-love, and then there's like this boundary they create around themselves. And there's the risk level (laughs) the risk level seems a bit high in these streets right now a lot of people are like i'm good with being in this this that i created with my self-love and my self-care and my feminine energy that soft life everything is beautiful it feels great i'm not ready to leap 
over there yet. But love is a leap, yeah. Yeah, and I heard someone say, and I, I just came out of a 10-year relationship. It's very fresh for me. And during the 10 years, I was very committed to this will be the last person I ever give my heart to. Mm. I will never do this again because of the heartache, because we've broken up many times within the 10 years. And I was like, heartache is too much. I can't do this, blah, blah, blah. And I was very much committed to that. And then now there's the age, I'm like, oh, who's gonna want somebody my age, blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of stories, a lot of narratives that I can create around that. Until I watched that video that mm. you sent me yesterday. And I am very much into career. And when she said, well, if you have a really terrible experience at a job and you get fired, you're gonna apply for another job again. Right. You're not gonna not work anymore, not make any money. Right. And when she put it that way, I guess that, you know, that's why Jesus was a great teacher. He knew how to make it land for you. Right. That made it, that landed for me. And it was like an epiphany. I was like, wow. And then I go back to the great master prince. Life is death without adventure. Mm. And if we look at it um, as an adventure, and, and everything has risks, right? We, we, we can get in a car and, and get into an act. You never know. Yeah. Um, I think moving forward, for me personally, the biggest challenge, as I understand you, because I was just like, you know what, I've been married. I know what it is to have children. I know what it is to have family. Like, been there, done that, that's all hat. Not a big deal for me. However, in coaching you guys, mm. I had to kind of, reevaluate that because again you can't go as deep with your coaches as you mm. go with yourself i see you all as these beautiful young women who have not had that experience of being married and having a family yeah and how could i be so selfish to not because i have to open up myself in order to open up to you so you can open up yourself mm. and allow that experience to come to you yeah so it and that's why I allowed myself to venture into this relationship and 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 be fearless of it ending and just be like well you know I I, I can't think like that because these young ladies are watching me and I, I can't be a hypocrite and say, yeah, I'll go out and date or go out and meet mm -hmm. people if I'm not willing to do so. Now, here I am at the end of my relationship mm -hmm. and it's like, well, would I be willing to do that again? Mm -hmm. When I was very much committed to never doing it again. And now it's like, okay, well, I get to, I get to reevaluate some things and I get to choose. Yeah. Um, how I feel about certain things. And I get to choose, like, okay, perhaps, yes. I don't know what the future will bring. I don't know if I'll ever have another 10-year or lifelong yeah. relationship. However, if I remain closed in my heart, I'll never know. I, I spoke about this in a previous YouTube video. I was listening to a radio station, and um, they did this, like, minute on love and relationship i forget what it's called but the person sent in this note about having been like in their 70s and met someone um prior like early on maybe 60s 
around, but they had started dating, met uh, up again at a high school reunion, started dating, and then found out she had cancer. And while they were dating, and the person was like, I'm going to stick beside you. He going to stick beside her. And then she recovered from that, found out she had cancer of some other area of her body. He stuck beside her. And then they finally got married. Finally is probably not a word I should say, but they decided in her 70s that they would get married. And I'm like, well, what makes you say yes to marriage in your 70s, right? And I had to think, like, you deserve... You get to do it whenever you decide to do it. Do I want to wait till seventy? No, no. You, you won't be waiting until you're seventy. I, sure I think won't. if we're gonna, sure and for won't. me too, being a master manifester, I've mastered the art. Like I can manifest things in nanoseconds now. But the one area that was always rough for me was the realm of relationships, mm. and my excuse always was, "Well, you can't control another person. Mm. I can't." I can't manifest another human being. We all have free will. Mm -hmm. uh, the other human being has to always want, also want the same things that mm -hmm. you want. However, now that I'm shifting my perspective a little bit, and it, it was nice because this past year, we had really committed to being there for each other. And I had really felt like, okay, I'm going to grow old with this person. And he had taken me to some doctor's appointment. He had had a heart attack and I, I rolled it out with him during his heart attack. I remember I was telling my friend the other night, uh, I was like, I crawled into the hospital bed with him. And I remember when I was in the bed with him, they have cameras in the hospital room. And I was like, I was like, I give the people a part like, aw, like, you know, yeah. she loves him. And I'm just like, okay, you're at this age now. But when you hear stories like that, it's like, oh, wait a minute. There is a possibility out there. Yeah. Maybe there is someone who's willing to crawl in a hospital bed with me. Yeah. But if and, I choose... And someone gets to do, do that. that. But if I choose to be closed and say, no, I'm never going to do that again. Yeah. It's the same thing with people with money problems, right? Yeah. People, people want to be a money millionaires, but they don't realize it, it's their relationship with the money. money. They might have deep-seated feelings about money that actually pushes money away from them. Yeah. This whole situation with coaching you guys and relationship caused me to look at my deep-seated feelings about love and relationship and to kind of to change my thinking around that. Yeah. Same way I was able to change my thinking around money, well, I can change my thinking around relationships. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's, again, it's a choice. I can choose... And I can just choose, I can choose to you go back to the self-love, right? I can choose to totally love all of me. Yeah. But remain open to the possibility of allowing someone else to love all of me. Woo! It's so juicy. And so, and here's the thing, because you guys are probably like, why this conversation? Why now? And many of you appreciate it. You should, like, get these gems because there are a lot of gems that are being dropped here. But I, in social media, like TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, like, the streets are saying dating is ghetto. <laughs> and it's like, what? 
what is your expectation when you meet someone? Um, one of our favorite authors, Don Miguel Ruiz, has an amazing book, The Mastery of Love. I literally tell everyone about it. I had like... <laughs> I gave that book away. Stuff. I had a bunch. I had, I had purchased, I think, like five of them once. And I would meet some people like, I got a book for you. And I was just handing yes. them out. Yeah. Um, so if you... Are familiar with the four agreements, which is also um, written a necessary by the, read. Yes, it absolutely. Necessary, it should be mandatory reading. Yeah, I've given it to like my staff members. Like, please read. This. <laughs> please read this book. Please read this. Um, but mastery of love talks about the expectations we set for uh, dating for ourselves and for others, and which touches on like you saying people have free will. One of the things that stood out to me early on in the book was when we talk when he talks about when we meet people and we we all talk about the representative right and um no one ever or let me speak for myself I never processed that I am showing up as the person I want this person to like that person is showing up as the person they want me to like. And how long is it before we actually meet each other? Because these two, <laughs> these two <laughs> entities have not even met yet because the two pretenders mm -hmm. have been engaging for how long? A year, two years? How long like does it the take? Pretenders. How long does it take? Wow. That was like, whoa. Yeah. For me. But it's true, especially, I can't even imagine. I said to my friend yesterday, I said, oh, maybe I, because I said, I'll never do the apps. I'll never do the apps. Ugh. And he says, don't, never say never. And this one, I was like, maybe I should try the apps. Oh, I but hate But then the apps. you think about, talk about representative. It's Catfish City. Like, Ooh, I, like yes. all kinds of representation going on there. So I think if we want to flip that, in terms of manifestation mm. and alchemy, right? Um, you will attract, again, when I attracted you as a coachee, I, I do very, I've seen it, you attract who you are. Mm. And I think that self-love piece and really, really being comfortable with yourself and yeah. not the representative will thus attract another entity who is also mm. willing to be themselves and not a representative and two can become one. So, so we good. have to stay in that, I'm very much into quantum physics and metaphysics. We have to stay in that vibrational frequency. It's like a radio station, right? Yeah. Uh, you want to tune it to the right radio station so that you will get the, you want to listen to R&B or soft jazz? What is it you right. want to listen to? You want authentic people who right. are looking for real relationships. You got to tune it, tune that dial. And what, what I've learned about is authenticity and integrity. I believe that if we are really being authentic mm -hmm. and really being in integrity with who we are, even if you, I mean, you know, it's, it happens to all of us, right? Yeah. Here I am, a coach or whatever, and I just have a failed relationship. But I believe if you're in authenticity and integrity, you might be able to spot red flags mm -hmm. earlier on. 
and just know, you know, what this and is not. And honor them. Not just spot them. And honor them. And move, honor move them. along down with the that flow. That is the operative word. Honor them. Like, you know what? I'm not going to change this about this person. Um, that's who they are. I. That's a deal breaker. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, you get to do that. And I think it, but it comes with like everything else. You know, people who make a lot of money in the stock market, they took a risk. Yeah. We we have to be able to, I'm reading this book called All About Love. I think it's Bell Brooks is the author. Mm, I've heard about it, but I've not I'm read it. I started reading the book um, since since the, the breakup. And it's been so powerful. Um, fear. Mm-hmm. That was me being absolutely terrified of having my heart broken again. Yeah. I mean, terrified. And I think that's most people. Yeah. That's, that's not. And, and one, thank you for having this conversation and speaking about something so fre- that's so fresh and like so life changing for you. But I, I am also so appreciative of your honesty because. That is what most people are running from, the fear of either rejection or heartbreak. And so let's name that, right? Like, that's real. And it's our perspective. Yeah. That is- and it, it's like, and, and there's where there's another choice, right? Are you choosing to be scared? Or are you choosing to have courage and be vulnerable? And there's a, there's a what I've learned, I think you've got this too, and this is part of the divine feminine energy. There's a very powerful place for vulnerability. Mm. Vulnerability can be so beautifully powerful. Yes. It's not, people think of vulnerability and they think of weakness. Yeah. But it's really quite powerful. Right. And, and that's where I am right now. Am I willing to be vulnerable to having, to opening my heart again? And they, I, I think there's, I haven't tried it yet, it's still fresh, but I think there's a way that we can be vulnerable and open and, and not be so afraid of fear, for lack of a better way of putting it. Right. And I think it, if you put it, because what I learned about myself was I've gone into, I've done a lot of therapy and hypnotherapy and a lot of self-discovery. And what I learned about myself was I would go into every relationship already thinking about the end. Okay, how is this going to end? What's going to happen? Is he going to die? Is he going to cheat? Is he going to whatever? What? And it's like, and again, being a powerful manifester, you will manifest those things. However, if we, if we shift, true. right, and, and choose to manifest love. Ooh. You know? What could that be What like? could that look like? Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And and it's it's so common, right, to think like when you meet someone like you I I oh gosh, this idea of them being guilty until proven innocent, like it's not serving you. No. I don't know who this is for, but like when you meet someone, stop looking for what's going wrong. What's wrong with them? What's going to be wrong somewhere down the line like imagine it being beautiful and amazing the entire time yeah and i I think when you stay on that frequency i was listening is it 
Joseph Murphy, I was listening to something, and he talked about... I love... Uh, Joseph Murphy. Think it, uh, um, yeah. The mind one. Yeah. Well, look up Joseph. We that's another, those are <laughs> other necessary read. But I listened to a YouTube that he, he did, and there was a line in it, and he said, instead of thinking about the things of you and your partner that grate you and annoy you, focus on the things in your partner that you love about them. And in the realm of me processing the termination of a mm. relationship, the old me would be like, oh, he was this and he was that, or he wasted my time or whatever. I've shifted where, because I've chosen love, to say, okay, what did I get out of these 10 years? Mm -hmm. What did I enjoy about these 10 years? What am I grateful to him about? Mm -hmm. And to really release him in love. Mm. thank you for everything that you've given me over the 10 years. And he did give me an experience that I, it's, it's the wisdom that I've gained yeah. from those 10 years. If I can look at it like, okay, it's over, but I'm a different person now. Mm. Yeah. I'm not, the, I've learned so much. And instead That's of me real. holding on to bitter feelings or frustrations or complaining, I can say, because that would be me doing what you just said. I can sit down and say, well, you know, in 10 years, I did take the risk. Yeah. You know, when they say better to have loved and lost, I did that, you know, yeah. um, I did that and um, what did I learn? What did I learn about myself? What did I learn about how I respond to things? Mm -hmm. um, I learned a lot. I learned about how to be patient and be like, okay, well, maybe it's not nefarious what this person is doing. I learned to try to put myself in the other person's shoes. I learned empathy. And this is, oh my God, I love you so much. This is so good because... Uh, I was watching or reading something, maybe it was a TikTok video, and a person was naming that when you part ways with someone, whether it is a romantic relationship, friendship, family member, and you are no longer connected, like, you shouldn't concentrate on, like, what that person did to you or what that person might be saying about you now that you've parted ways because it's never going to be what they did right or never going to be the story of what they did to you but always what you did to them so to look on this relationship and say like here's what I gained from it is so powerful and empowering because it gives you like an opportunity to now step into the next scenario that is for you yeah. to take you to another level, to take you to a different experience of like what it means to be in relationship with someone and connected and not have having all these tools in your toolbox now. Yeah. And that's the thing is, how can I be a coach and coach people on? Oh, forget about that victim mentality. You're not a victim or whatever. If I walked around saying, oh, he did this and that to me, that'd be me making myself a victim. We learn um, to say thank you. And one of the most powerful lessons I learned was even like forgiving my mother. And 
I remember he used to always say to me, oh, how, do you, how can you forgive your mother if she was so terrible or whatever? And I was just like, no, man, forgiveness hmm. is for me. Yeah. Not for her. She's not even on this planet anymore. Yeah. And there are people still holding resentment and grudges against people who are no longer with us. Something and it I doesn't. Well, you, you're in my entire week. It, 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 it doesn't serve you. And so it's like, okay, how do we, again, if you want to use alchemy or manifestation, yeah. how do I transmute this sadness and this sorrow? How do I transmute this loss yeah. into a gain? Because if I look at it solely as a loss, then that leaves me with a void. And then that causes a whole slew of other, that's a slippery slope. Because then you you get loneliness, then you get resentment, then you get, it it, it opens up a terrible rabbit hole. Whereas if you take your power back and say, okay, I'm not going to look at this as a loss. I'm going to look at this as 10 years of love. We did have beautiful, beautiful times together. And if I could choose to value those times and love them and say, wow, that was, yeah, I remember that was nice. Um, And and be great and the gratitude for it. I can transmute that sadness into gratitude. Yeah. It's being an alchemist. That's really, I'm teaching my son about this last night. You know, we talk about the alchemist. I love that. There's another book. There's another must read that yeah. everybody should read. When you turn lead into gold, you know, when they say you're turning lemons into lemonade, yeah. I have to turn these sad lemons into delicious strawberry lemonade. Oh, my God. You, like, whew, we could be here all day. Lanza and I, just to be clear, can sit here and <laughs> discuss everything all day. But... What you have done today is not even what I was expecting, which is why she's here, because she's amazing, (laughs) is if you have not just set the blueprint for how to break up successfully... Have I didn't you, think of it that way, but see, there's always a win. There's always a silver lining. Have you ever met someone that's come out of a breakup and has been able to assess the situation and how they're going to move forward and and she, I have tears in my eyes. Um, yes, don't but get it. It's it's it. There is a sadness, but there is a choice. Right. I, I'm not going to be sniveling in a corner, and I have done that. Yeah, you know. Um, but it didn't serve me. Right. It didn't. And I'm too far into life right now. I, I ain't got no time. <laughs> right. Anybody got right. anybody got time for that? No. <laughs> So it's like, it's a, and that, that's the, that's the gem, right? That's the beauty is like, wow, how do I finesse this really crappy situation into my favor? Mm. That is, woo, I need to, how do I finesse this situation into my favor? That's another episode right there. I will have Lanza back. <laughs> I promise you. And I, I might have updates. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we'll have other people because there are other people vying for seats in this conversation about love and relationship. But we have so much to talk about. 
Thank you, Lanza, for being here, for joining me today. I am today. always here for you. I love you. You're amazing. I'm rooting for you. You guys, we'll be back. I thank you again for joining Reimagine with Renata. We have so much to talk about. I am still going to be discussing my trip with Meta and now my new connection with NASDAQ and so much more. So stay tuned and I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.